Welcome to Starkville Church of God. This is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, strengthens you, and fills you with God's love so you can share with others. Enjoy the message. Amen. If you'll just remain standing just a few more moments, open your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 33. We were in the book of Ezekiel, I can't remember, a few weeks back before we really dove headlong into Christmas, and I want to return to the book of Ezekiel this morning, Ezekiel chapter 33, I'm going to begin in verse 1. So good to see you here today in the house of the Lord. Thank you so much for being here. So thankful for what the Lord did. What a great, how many of you here were on Christmas Eve? We had a good crowd here on Christmas Eve. I'm thankful that you were here uh, with us on Christmas Eve. Glad you're here with us on this last Sunday. Let me just tell you this, as they bring the house lights up now, next Sunday we do return back to 9 and 11 services. So you early birds that are sitting there and like, you know, I could be, church ought to be started here by 9. And then for you later birds that are like, God, 10 is early. We're about to be back to 9 and 11 next week, so you can get back to that. This is our last Sunday uh, with this schedule uh, for this holiday schedule. Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 9. I'm going to be reading from the NIV this morning. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, speak to your countrymen and say to them, When I bring the sword against a land... And the people of the land choose one of their men and make him their watchman. And he sees the sword coming against the land and blows the trumpet to warn the people. Then if anyone hears the trumpet but does not take warning and the sword comes and takes his life, his blood will be on his own head. Since he heard the sound of the trumpet but did not take warning, his blood will be on his own head. If he had taken warning, he would have saved himself. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet to warn the people, and the sword comes and takes the life of one of them, that man will be taken away because of his sin. But I will hold the watchman accountable for his blood. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you will surely die, and you do not speak out to to dissuade him from his ways, that wicked man will die for his sin, and I will hold you accountable for his blood. Last verse, but if you do warn the wicked man to turn from his ways, and he does not do so, he will die for his sin, but you will have saved yourself. I want to speak to you on a subject this last Sunday of 2023 entitled, Who is Watching? Would you stretch your hands this way and pray for me as I do the same for you? Father, I thank you and I praise you so much 
thank you for beautiful worship that has gone on this morning already. Thank you for the presence of Jehovah that we have found ourselves in here today. Now, Lord, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice, God, both here in person and those watching online or listening by podcast. I pray, oh Lord, that you'd open every heart, mind, and spirit. And I pray, oh Lord, that you'd help me today. Lord, I ask that you would just give me the clarity of thought, the clarity of speech, Lord, to be able to present the word that you have placed in my heart here today. Now, Lord, I pray that you would just have your way, and we thank you for it all in Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said amen. Before you're seated, would you turn around and fist bump two or three people, tell them I'm glad to see you here on this last day of 2023. Who is watching? You know, we're living in a world where people are watching everything. We were talking sometime this week and talking about how, you know, back in the old days, if, if you did something, if you were a kid or a mischievous teenager and you did something, uh, there wasn't always somebody standing around. In fact, we're talking about it, I think, when we were even in college and you know, uh, asking if something was video. Maybe Jaden or Molly Kate asked if something was videoed. We're like, no. I mean, we we didn't have these things with video. We did have, you know, camcorders, but you know, college students didn't carry camcorders around with them everywhere, and, and so you know, there was a lot of lot of trouble that a lot of people probably stayed out of because there weren't cameras everywhere. Now, come on, how many of y'all would be honest and say, I thank the Lord there wasn't cameras in everybody's hand back when I was a teenager and, and, and uh, had those things to get into? We're living in this world where people are watching everything everywhere. People are constantly watching the stock market. I mean, uh, by, by default, if you just, most iPhones, if you swipe to the right and right there is the market, which it is down right now if you're paying attention to that. I know it's closed today, but it must have closed down. People are constantly watching the stock market. The closer you get to retirement or even thinking about retirement, you do that a little bit more. We have streaming services to watch whatever TV show or movie we want. Once again, I'll just go ahead and date myself as we come out of the Christmas season. You know, we've watched, my family likes to watch Christmas stuff from like November the 1st or October the 15th or something like that up until, you know, I don't know, maybe even tonight they may want to, I don't know. But I can remember back in my day when I was a kid, and this will date me, that we had a VHS cassette to which we had, and it depended on which one of those recordings you put it on, the lower quality you could get more time on the VHS, or the higher quality you got less. But I can remember for years having a VHS cassette uh, to which was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, Charlie Brown Christmas. How many of you remember? You remember those days, and all that was down at the bottom. You could see what the temperature, what WTVA. Y'all remember? that when the little digital thing would come on at the beginning of the show, show WTVA the time, the temperature, all that kind of stuff. I'm dating myself here, I know. But now, whatever you want to watch, pretty much, there is a streaming service that has it out there. 
You know, we can watch live events from any place on the planet right in the palm of our hands. And I know that as we end this, as this is going to dabble in a little bit of everything today. This enables even a prophecy that was once thought to be impossible in the book of Revelation chapter 11, verse 8. We're told about, well, in the book of Revelation, it, it starts talking about something called the two witnesses that will, ta- that will be on this planet in the end times, in the times of the Antichrist, in the public square of the great city, which is figuratively called Sodom and Egypt, where also their Lord was crucified. For three and a half days, some from every people, tribe, language, and nation will gaze on their bodies and refuse them burial. You know, that's just one of the things that tells us that we are living in a day now that Jesus Christ could come back at any moment in time. Some of these prophecies given in the book of Revelation, when people would study them and critique them, they would say, how in the world could people from every tribe and nation watch something that's going on in one city on the other side of the planet? And then all of a sudden they threw up satellites in the sky and internet everywhere. And so now even someone out in a jungle somewhere, if they've got just a little bit of signal, could have one of these in their hand and watch what is going on. Businesses are watching your buying habits, browsing subjects, and even listening to what you are saying in order to sell you a product. Now, I'm telling you, I'm throwing a little bit of everything in here today. Some of y'all might be mad at me by the time I'm done here, but I'm not really worried about it that today. I got to give you what's on my heart. Even just this past week, as we were together and Molly Kate started talking about Universal Studios. And, and conversation went on about Universal Studios and the rides that are there. I never searched it. I never typed it in. But lo and behold, here in just a little while, you get on one of your social media platforms and there it is, an advertisement for what? Universal Studios. If you don't think that they are listening to you, <laughs> people are watching. People are listening. Governments are watching their citizen. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence recently disclosed that in 2021, the FBI conducted up to 3.4 million warrantless searches seeking Americans' phone calls, emails, and text messages using a law that on paper can only be used to spy on foreigners overseas. People are watching. There's a lot to watch and a lot of people watching. You know, most of us have been amazed at some point in our lives by a magician or an illusionist. To kind of be more sanctified here today, I'm just going to say illusionist because I'm not really talking about somebody actually using black magic. I'm really talking about an illusionist. How many of you have ever seen one of those before? Come on, be be honest. I'm not going to kick you out of the church or anything. You see, the key to any trick is to get the crowd distracted and looking in another direction while they are making magic, in quotation marks, in another direction. Maybe it's an attractive assistant. Maybe it's large hand motions or anything to get those watching to look somewhere else while they make the meat of their trick happen right in front of everyone, but none of them are paying attention 
to where the actual trick is going on. Folks, I'm telling you, this, this will preach this morning. You see, I believe that that's happening in our world today. I believe there's an enemy and a deceiver of our soul that's got a lot of things going on and a lot of things happening. And we can't see. We're so distracted of other things. Technology that we now possess of cameras and radar and security systems and other things that we probably don't even have any idea the government has. Armies and cities had to have people called watchmen. Everybody say watchmen. Someone that would be on the lookout for any danger that might be coming near to them to steal from them or to destroy them. They had to have a person that would be most likely in a, some sort of high point to give them the greatest advantage of sight, someone that was looking out to the horizon to be on the lookout from any raiders, anyone that would come to steal from them, or anyone that would come to conquer or to destroy them that could give them an early warning signal that danger was approaching. And in Ezekiel chapter 33, God begins to talk to his prophet about those who are watchmen, not watching for raiders or enemy armies, but for the spiritual corruption and deception and judgment that the enemy would bring to the nation of Israel. I've got two quick points. Even though I don't have another service behind us, I'm still going to try to be somewhat constrained by a little bit of time here. And so I got two points this morning. Number one, the Lord established Ezekiel as a watchman. We find that in verses one through six. He said this in verse two. He said this little phrase, when I bring the sword against the land. You see, this phrase establishes the context and connects Ezekiel as a watchman God has chosen for Israel. When God gave him this little statement, it was clear to the people of that day, to Ezekiel and someone living in that day, that God was saying to Ezekiel, just as nations, just as armies, just as groups have watchmen, Ezekiel, I am establishing you as a watchman for my people. Now, understand this, he was not the only one. In fact, when you study Scripture and you study the Bible, you find that both Ezekiel and Jeremiah were contemporaries. They prophesied and ministered in the same time. We find that there were at least two that we know that God had as watchmen and as prophets. I think about the fact that Elijah, before this time, Elijah was in a place in his life where he told God that he was the only one left that haven't given in to the worship of the false god Baal. You see, Elijah had come to depression. Elijah was afraid, and Elijah is spilling his guts to God and says, I'm the only one left. 
I know sometimes that we feel that way. I know that when we look at the world around us, it looks like that, that, that the things are going bad and that people are turning away from God. But can I tell you something today? We are not the only ones left. You see, the Lord then began to speak to Elijah after he spills his guts to him. And the Lord tells him to Elijah, he says, listen, I want you to go and anoint the new, new king of Haram. He said, I want you to go and anoint the new king of Israel. Then I want you to go and anoint your successor, Elisha. And then the Lord, almost as a don't you ever underestimate me statement, says in 1 Kings 19, 18 to Elijah, yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. Can I remind you as we close out 2023 and embark in this new year of 2024 that it may seem like that the this world is so wicked that we are the only ones left. But God would remind us today that he has always had a remnant. He still has those that have not bowed their knee to Baal. He still has those that are being faithful to him. Don't you ever feel like that you are the only one? God still has those that are faithful to him. Give God praise if you believe it. There are many today that have established themselves as watchmen. They tend to watch for signs of error or apostasy. But really the watching of others to correct any errors that they may have is not really the job of the watchman. Because the job of the watchman is about the proclamation of God's truth. You see, God did not call us to pick other people apart. He called us to simply proclaim the truth of the gospel. God did not call me as a preacher to try to get online and try to pick apart every other preacher's theology. He didn't call me to get on Facebook and pick apart everybody else's post. Take the truth of God's Word, and it doesn't matter what anybody else is saying, to stand up and boldly blow the trumpet and proclaim that Jesus Christ is coming back to earth again one day and we must be. We find this little statement in verse 3. If he blows the trumpet and warns the people. You see, we find that the watchman has a sacred responsibility to warn the people. Can I just tell you, it's not just me as a pastor but it is every single one of us who knows the good news and who knows the truth. Every single one of us has a responsibility to blow the trumpet of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Every single one of us who has accepted his salvation, every single one of us who knows the truth of this book, it is our responsibility in the way we live, in the way we conduct ourselves, in everything that we post, in everything that where we go, we have the responsibility responsibility to be the watchman and blow the trumpet for those around us to hear. You see, if the watchman did blow the trumpet, we find, and warns the people, and they choose not to heed the warning, Scripture here tells us that those people's blood is on their own heads. You see, we live in a world that likes to pass the blame 
and, likes, and, and, and doesn't want to take responsibility for ourselves. Listen, but we are responsible to respond. You know, we have the responsibility to blow the trumpet, but I cannot make anybody accept it. I, I, don't, I really don't know how at this point in my ministry, how many times that I have stood up and I have preached the Word of God. And I don't know how many times that I've wanted to just go back and just well, some that I've known and, and some that I knew was going through some stuff and some that I knew was just right on the verge of accepting or needed to accept it. And you don't know how bad that I just want to grab them and if I could make them accept it. But I can't. I can't make it. So you can't make anyone accept it. And God never said it's your responsibility or my responsibility to make it. Here's something, and I know this is just, this ain't a real shouting point here. The bottom line is some people are going to go to hell because they're going to refuse to accept what God has given to them, the gift of salvation. And we must blow the trumpet. We're only responsible for giving the warning, not pay, making people respond. We find next in the end of verse 5, he who takes warning will save his life. So in other words, God is saying, the watchman, you've got a responsibility to blow the trumpet and to give the warning. And the person who takes the warning will save his life. Can I just remind you today that there is salvation when we heed the warnings of the Lord, that salvation is available to all who will listen and heed the warning. Scripture tells us in Romans 10 and 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The good news is this, that it doesn't matter red or yellow, black or white, rich or poor, doesn't matter where you're from or where you've been. When the call goes out, when the trumpet is sounded, when the gospel of Jesus Christ is preached and the invitation is given to accept his salvation, it is available to anybody who will accept it. You can be saved. Some don't believe it. Now this, I told you, I'm going to dabble in a little bit of everything today. Some don't believe it. But I, but I don't believe that the tribulation is for God's people. Now, I know this is getting off deep, and some people that you can talk about pre-trib and mid-trib and post-trib. I'm just going to tell you personally, I'm, I'm pre-trib. Everything I read in this book, 1 Thessalonians 1.10, that's as far as I'm going to go this morning, says this, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. I believe today, I'm sounding a trumpet, that there's coming a day on this planet, seven years like this planet has never seen before, seven years of judgment that's going to come, a great tribulation. But I believe that when we blow the trumpet and we sound the alarm, that when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath, I believe that it is him that will rescue us from that. If the watchman sees the sword coming, verse 6, if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, then the blood will be on the watchman's hands. You see, we each have a responsibility to blow the trumpet. 
and warn people of what God's Word says is happening and will happen. You see, you and I, we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility that you, you don't know how much that I would like sometimes just to come up here and just to give you some feel-good points and just tell you about how good God is and how much he wants to bless you and all those things are true, but, that, but everything's got to have balance because there's sometimes that I've got to get up here and I've got to warn and I've got to blow a trumpet and I've got to say that unless you be born again, you cannot make it to heaven. I've got to stand up and blow a trumpet and say, Jesus Christ is coming back and we need to be ready. I've got to stand up every once in a while and blow the trumpet and say, I still believe that there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. I still have a responsibility. I don't want the blood of lost people on my hands. My second point, I told you I wouldn't be too long. The watchman has a warning. We find that God, in verse 7, God gives the watchman a word. Look at verse 7. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Look at this. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. Can you put that up there for me, Rachel, that verse, verse 7 there? Because I want everybody to look at this here. I want you to see it. Verse 7 there says that we, when, verse 7, hear the word I speak and give to them and hear the warning from me. Keep it up there for just a second if you would. You see, the watchman didn't gain his knowledge by studying the armies of the Babylonian Empire or by looking at false prophets amongst God's people at the time. It was Nebuchadnezzar, it was the Babylonian army that was the danger that was going to be the instrument of judgment that God was going to use. But God didn't tell Ezekiel, go to Babylon and study Nebuchadnezzar and study the Babylonian empire and study their armies or go and find every false prophet in Israel you can find. No, God said what? He said, I want you to hear from me. Ezekiel heard from God. So when 2024, let's make sure that we are hearing from God. Don't you worry about what this world is doing. Don't you think that you've got to study every move this world is making? God never said, see if you can study this or study that. He said, Ezekiel, I want to give it to you. I want to speak it to you. I want you to listen to me. You see, you have everything you need in 2024 in the Bible. Can I take it old school back to children's church and say it's the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Can I tell you something? I don't know what we're going to be able to trust in this election year coming up. I don't know that we're going to be able to trust CNN or Fox. I don't know that we're going to be able to trust Instagram or Facebook, but I know one place and one place alone that I can trust and I can put my feet on. It is the Word of the living God who is that is real and that is everlasting. God will also lead and guide you in other ways, I know. But can I remind you once more in 2023 before this year ends that if it doesn't line up with this book, it ain't from God. 
going to stop and I'm just going to preach for a second here. We're living in a day where people are questioning the validity of the Word of God. There's some circles that we was written by men that were, you know, they had their own problems and there might be a few errors in here. Can I tell you, you are walking on a dangerous, slippery slope whenever you start getting away from the, the, the awesomeness and, the, and the, the undeniable credibility of the Word of God. The Word of God is perfect. The Word of God is sound. The Word of God has no errors. That's, you know, what makes it so wonderful is the fact that God took so many imperfect people and were able to use them and breathe into them and speak through them and nowhere in it does it ever contradict itself. Nowhere in it does it ever speak against itself. We must never, ever, ever let go of the fact that the Bible is the undeniable perfect Word of God. Come on, give God praise for His Word here today. Once more, the responsibility of the watchman is described. My musicians and singers come and take their places. Verse 9 says this, But if you do warn the wicked man to turn from his ways, and he does not do so, he will die for his sins. But you will have saved yourself. You see, nobody can heed the warning for anyone else. You say, you just talked about this. Well, so did the Scriptures. So I got to go over it again too. No matter how much you want to, no matter how much I would want to make my two girls follow the Lord, I can't make them. No matter how much when students start pouring back into town here in another week or so, or how, no matter how badly I would love to take them and make them follow God, I can't do it. Nobody can heed the warning for, for anybody else. But here's what I do know, that we must give the warning. If we're going to be a city set on a hill, we can't sit back and put the trumpet in its case. We're going to be the people that God has called us to be, the watchmen. We've got to pick up the trumpet, pick up the word, be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you that has not changed for me? I told y'all back at camp meeting, God, God, in June, God reconfirmed it, and it's as strong now as it's ever been. God has us here to be a spirit-filled church here in Starkville. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we're going to continue to blow the trumpet and warn people that without Jesus, there's no way to get to heaven. And when we do give the warning, we can rest easy in our salvation. You see, we certainly need the burden for souls. But there's a difference between having a burden for souls and bearing guilt when those that you try to share the good news with simply choose not to accept it. 
It's of God that we have a burden and a conviction to share the gospel with others and see souls saved. But it's not from God that when we have done all that we can and we proclaim the good news and we blow the trumpet and people choose not to accept, it's not of God to be burdened down with guilt because they chose not to accept the warning. Stand with me, please, all over the house. I didn't give you this, Rachel, but if you could, Matthew 26 and 41, if you could put it up real quick for me. I didn't give this to her, so Matthew chapter 26 and verse 41 in the NIV. It says this. This is Jesus speaking here. He says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. As we close out 2023 and set out on a new year of 2024, I want us to do two things. I want us to get the warning from God. One more time. He didn't say, Ezekiel, go down to Babylon. No, he said, Ezekiel, I want you to listen to me. Here's what I'm going to encourage you to do this year. Because I just want to warn you as, as much to godly and as much of a pastor and, and as little of a politician as possible. I, I do have, I'm not afraid, but I do, there's a part of me, the human part of me that is dreading this year. Come on, anybody else with me here? Anybody else remember the last presidential election year we had? Oh, I remember in March. I remember when I had a group of, of teenagers that we had sent on a bus from Bethalto to, to the Smoky Mountain Winterfest, and we get the word that the Tennessee governor is shutting down uh, Thompson Bowling Arena. Everything's shutting. The governor of Illinois is getting on TV. The president fit. I remember the last election year. And I'm not saying, let me, I will say this. I will. There's a whole bunch of liars and a whole bunch of greedy people in Washington that put themselves under the donkey and the elephant. So here's what I'm going to tell you this year. I want us to start for Church of God to get under this right here. I want us. That's it. I want us to get the warning from God. Not from your favorite. Listen, I'm not saying yeah, you can watch the news some, but get into this word. You know, last year I challenged you, New Testament in 90 days. This year I'm not going to, I'm going to encourage you to do whatever you feel like the Lord is leading you to do, but I want you to get into the word of God this new year. I want you to read the Word of God. I want you to hear me say, if you've never heard me say this, I want you to hear me say this from this pulpit. Don't you just take Dennis Laughlin's Word for everything that I say up here. I want you to get in this book yourself. I want you to read this book yourself. I want you to read this book every single day of your life. Get in this book. Read this book. Know this it's words in your heart that you will not sin against God. Get in this book. And secondly, 
as Jesus said, pray. Watch and pray. May this new year be a year that you commit yourself to pray like you never have before. Commit yourself to say, I will get in the Word of God and prayer like I never have before. Now, here's what I'm going to do. Don't y'all worry. Unless the Holy Ghost just moves in a, a special way, you're still going to beat the Baptists and the Methodists to the restaurants. But here's what I want to do. I want to encourage you to get your families. And if you say in 2024, I want to watch, I want to get into this book, and I want to pray. I want you to get your family. And I know we got a good crowd here today. So I'm going to need you to help me out. I want you to take your family. I want you to come, if you will, come up to this altar and come as close as you will because I want everybody that can to get up here. And I want us to pray a prayer over 2024 right now. If you want to say, I want to commit my family. I want to watch and pray in 2024. I want you to bring your family. I want families to get as close as you can. I want you to pull them in. Mamas and daddies, pull them in and get you as close to these steps as you can because we got a lot of people here this morning, and I want everybody to be here. Molly, Kate, I want you to get up here by me. Give, give them room and get close to me. Come on up here. Give everybody room. Come on. I'm waiting on y'all. That's all right. I know it's going to take a little bit of time. Get those babies close to you. Get those children close to you. Thank you, Brother Eric, for reading that. I had not planned on reading this as this part, but I'm all, since you read it, I want to read Psalm 112 again. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in his commands. His children will be mighty in the land. Whew. I don't know about y'all. I want my children to be mighty in this land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. So I want you to just take your family, if you can, as close as you can. And I want you to gather them together, and I want you to pray for this year. Would you begin to do that? Say, Lord, we're going to watch and pray. Would you do that, Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ? Lord, we're going to watch and pray. We're going to watch and pray this year. We're going to watch and pray this year in Jesus' mighty name. We are committing ourselves, O oh Lord, that we're going to watch. We're going to get in your word. We're not, we're not worried about watching the news. We're not worried about watching CNN or Fox News. We're not worried about watching TikTok or Instagram or Facebook. Lord, we're going to watch. We are going to get into your word that is our firm foundation, oh God, that is the foundation that we can build our lives upon. Heaven and earth will pass away, but you said my words will never pass away. So, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, oh God, that we would watch and that we would pray. I pray, oh Lord, that you would just help us to commit ourselves to prayer like never before.
that our prayer meetings would become one of the most attended events of the week, oh Lord. And it wouldn't just be when we come to church that we pray, but every day, every individual would begin to pray like never before. So now, Lord, I pray and I speak it over this house. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord and who finds great delight in his commands. In 2024, I pray that we would fear you and we would find delight in your commands. That it wouldn't be dreaded, oh God, but we would delight and we would love the fact that we get to live according to your word. His children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Come on, parents, put your hands on your kids one more time. I speak it over my children right now in Jesus' mighty name. I speak that my children will be mighty in the land, and the generation of the upright will be blessed. I speak it over every child in this church right now in the name of Jesus Christ, that the godly children would be mighty in the land. There would not be those, Lord, that are trying to carry an agenda of the LGBTQ. That it would not be those that are trying to carry an agenda of a political party, but it would be the children of God, would be the generation of the upright that would be blessed and mighty in this land. Let the Christian children walk into schools in January and be mighty in the land. Let the godly kids begin to go and have influence like never before. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, we speak your blessings over them today. In the name of Jesus Christ, as we walk out of this year and walk into next year, God, we proclaim blessings, O Lord, and favor in the name of Jesus Christ. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Lord God, I pray this for me and for nobody else. For verse 7, he will have no fear of bad news. God, I, I do, I admit, I dread this coming year and the presidential election and whatever nonsense may try to go on. But today I say I will have no fear of bad news. That my heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. My heart is secure and will have no fear. And in the end, I will look in triumph on my foes. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, I declare your word over your people here today. Lord God, I've tried not to just, I don't want to give my opinion. But Lord, I have preached your word. I have declared your word over your people here today. That's what you told Ezekiel, hear me. And so I pray today under the sound of my voice that every person would hear you, would hear what you have to say to them, oh Lord, throughout this entire year. Let us watch and pray and be ready for what you have for us throughout this upcoming year. Lord, not only do I not want to not fear this year and bad news, Lord, I pray that there would be an expectation and an anticipation for the great things that you're going to do 
And I know that doesn't always amount to, oh, everything's hunky-dory and what I want to go. God, that you're going to be able to take some bad stuff and turn it around into the miraculous, into good things, I pray right now. In the powerful, powerful name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you. I praise you for it, oh, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Now, before we leave this place, right where we're at, after pastoring through 2020, you know, the enemy tried hard. He tried hard to bust up the church. Lock us out of it. He tried to lock us out of it. And then if he couldn't lock us out of it, when that started, then he tried to turn us against each other. Tried to turn us against each other based on our skin color. Then after he got past that, he tried to bust us up and get us against each other or where we, whether we take a vaccine or not or whether we'd wear a mask or not. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not telling you nothing political now. I'm telling you that with the enemy trying to divide the church. I pastored in 2020. I know. And so here's what I want to do. As we pray for this election year coming up, would you take the hand of the person beside you right now? And let's pray as the Starkville Church of God that God would help us bind us to that old song, bind us together with cords of love that cannot be broken. Just find somebody, if you would, there. Just take them by the hand. And would you just pray? Let's pray for unity in this upcoming year. Would you do that, Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ? Lord, we start right here at Starkville Church of God. And I pray for unity in this upcoming year. I have no doubt in my mind that there are those who to gain what they want will do whatever they have to do to divide people. So I come against every bit of division right now in the name of Jesus. And one more time, I declare your word over your people that says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the holy anointing oil that was poured over the head of Aaron and ran down his head, down his beard, all the way to the soles of his feet. So, Lord, I pray starting right here at Starkville Church of God that you would give us unity, that you would not allow there to be any disunity brought in between us and not just for us. I pray for our city. I pray for our county, for our university, for our state, for our nation, for our world right now, oh God. In Jesus' mighty name, help us not to be driven away from each other by the tactics of the enemy. But help us to love one another and to hold fast to one another. Brothers and sisters in Christ, all washed in the same blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. Right now, in Jesus' name, I just declare a hedge up around this house right now that there would be no disunity that we would not be fooled and tricked and busted up, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I just thank you and I praise you for it today. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. And everybody in the house said, Amen. Come on, would you give the Lord praise?
for listening to our podcast. To find out more about us, follow us on social media at StarkvilleCOG. Special thanks to those who generously support this ministry. If you would like to give, visit us at StarkvilleCOG.com forward slash give. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.